This is the Matt Townsend Show. If we're not wholeheartedly in our relationship, then we probably are always looking for exit strategies. Your guide on the side. I would suggest you forge more character. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Dr. Matt Townsend. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm Leanna Tan, here to give you Matt's best tidbits to help you live healthier, happier lives. This is the second day of our Thanksgiving extravaganza on the Matt Townsend Show. This week, every day leading up to Thanksgiving, we're going to listen to some interviews that relate to Thanksgiving in some way. And today, we're going to talk about gratitude. Isn't it such a cool thing that our nation takes time away from work and school and responsibilities to be with our loved ones and just give thanks for our blessings? I think that is such a healthy and positive practice. And today, I want to talk about the benefits that that practice can have. So we're going to listen to an interview with Nina Lisowitz about the impact gratitude can have on our personal lives as well as our families and our work lives. Teach us. I mean, it seems like gratitude would be obvious, right? The no-brainer. Everybody should be grateful. But, uh, but why is it so hard for some of us? Oh, it is because some people associate uh, gratitude or giving thanks with an act of obligation. Mm -hmm. Uh, But actually what we talk about when we talk about gratitude is living your life from day to day, really appreciating what you already have instead of focusing on what you perceive as lacking. Why is that? I mean, A, that's just as hard. That sounds hard, but it's not. Why is it so beneficial? Because if you're not experiencing life from a place of appreciation, you're always wondering whether there's something more. Mm. In other words, you know, some people are always striving for the next thing, and they find that it doesn't satisfy them. So they keep searching, thinking that if they only got a new car or a promotion or moved to a tropical island, you know, then they would be happy. Right. But science shows us that it's actually the other way around. Instead of thinking that we will be grateful once something good happens, Good things happen once we are grateful. Interesting. It's, it's really interesting. Well, and especially at the holiday time where everybody is already kind of anticipating what they're going to get, and <laughs> and yet they're not even necessarily grateful for what they have. And if we don't pay attention focusing on what we do have, then more won't help. Right. That's hmm. uh, so true. That's so true. It's, it's really very interesting. What? I love the fact that uh, there are all these scientific studies taking place right now that are proving the link between happiness and gratitude and well, good health. What do you think that's about? I mean, wh- why now? Why now are we studying gratitude? Yeah, it's, it's in, isn't, it, isn't it fascinating? Yeah. I mean, it, it used to be something that you'd read about or hear about, uh, you know, New Agers talk about it. And now um, I, I, I just, I, it's, it's, a, it's really trending. It's just something that, that comes up so often. And I think it's because so many people, we're living in a time of uh, abundance. Mm-hmm. And, and then people, and people aren't happy or satisfied. So people have, have been searching. And so they're going back. And, you know, and gratitude really is a common denominator in so many uh, religious, spiritual teachings, religious yeah. teachings, and so, right? And in um, f- philosophical teachings. So I think people are going back to that and really uh, focusing on that. And science, the Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley has awarded 
14 grants that was supported by funding oh, from wow. the John Templeton Foundation. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so now, you know, you, when you Google gratitude, you get the results of scientific studies. What, what are some of the research uh, researchers finding? What, what are the outcomes? What are, what are you seeing? Oh, well, I actually attended, believe it or not, a gratitude summit Oh that wow! Put on. <laughs> that sounds like a really a positive summit. Center. Yeah, yeah, gratitude summit. <laughs> and uh, one particular researcher from Harvard gave a presentation about his studies into the connection between uh, grateful people and um, heart attacks. And what he what he found is that people who have suffered a heart attack actually recover quicker and are much less likely to have another heart attack when they give thanks for hmm. the blessings in their lives as opposed to, you know, focusing on the fact that, oh, my God, I had yeah. a heart attack, you know. So, uh, so being gra- gra- grateful to have survived and seeing the positive side would exactly. decrease the future heart attacks. But, but wow. now we have somebody from Harvard telling us yeah. it's true. <laughs> yeah, we knew that. Isn't that funny? But yeah, uh-huh. but it helps, and it starts to make it, I guess, I mean, it legitimizes it. Because you, right. like you were saying, it used to just be like a platitude. It used to be something we would just uh-huh. you know, quote out of the scriptures. Like, what does God mm-hmm. know? Now Harvard says it. Um, it <laughs> but it really is, it's powerful. Um, what other research are you seeing? I mean, I know there's, it just, I mean, sometimes too, it's not even just gratitude, it's contentment. Absolutely. And, well, for other research, uh, actually one of the leaders in the positive psychology movement has um, done studies on gratitude and depression, and when he asked people with depression to write down uh, three things each night that they were grateful for or uh, something good that had happened that day, um, after only 15 days, 95% of those people uh, said that they were less depressed, and the results were similar the results are similar to what you would have seen if, you know, you had prescribed them drugs yeah. or psychotherapy. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely, especially without all the yeah. side effects, right? Uh, yeah. At the yeah. end of your yeah. gratitude so. journal, you don't get a list of people saying, and if you have irritable bowel and all these other problems, it's, I mean, it's all of a sudden, it's like, hey, I'm being healed by just thinking about what's working. Right, right. So, yeah, in the area of psychotherapy in the area of physical health and also in uh, the workplace. Mm. Gratitude absolutely affects our happiness and productivity at work. I mean, again, intuitively, you and I would know that companies with happy workers have more productivity, but uh, there's been a Gallup study that uh, companies with happy workers have 33% higher profitability, 51% lower turnover, and um, yeah, there's a woman, a professor at the University of Michigan, who studied huge businesses like Newsweek and Reuters and Macy's, and and found that when employees who were going through personal difficulty received cards or support or expressions of appreciation, they saw themselves in the organization in much more positive light. But here, here's the really interesting statistic: is that um, those results held regardless of whether it was the employees themselves, the ones that received that hmm. uh, compassion, but or even just the people who witnessed it. it oh, wow. It up the level of yeah. collaboration and so uh, commitment. It's, it's and, kind of uh, contagious uh, then. 
it, it's kind of contagious. So if whether oh, whether yeah. I'm thanking you and being grateful for you or someone else, and you get to see that, it lifts the kind of the whole organization. That's powerful. Right, 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 right. And that could be said, yeah, that when you're happy, that there is. Um, a link to people, even people that you don't know, yeah. <laughs> increases their happiness. It's really amazing. Well, which is which is just a very subtle idea of being grateful to the bus driver, and right. showing appreciation could feasibly lift others on the bus. I mean, it's yeah. how, how cool is that that you can you can start to you know pay it forward, pay it sideways, pay it up, pay it down, pay it every way exactly. you can pay it now. That's powerful. Oh, yeah. You you and I are going to feel so happy after this conversation. Well, I already do. <laughs> this is great. And you wrote the book, and, and we'll come back and get into it after this break, but um, you've, you guys have been writing a lot of books. What got you to the grateful life? Well, we had written, as you mentioned, uh, Living Life as a Thank You back in 2009, and I had read Attitudes of Gratitude mm. uh, a decade prior to that, and I knew that it was a tool that worked, you know, because yeah. I had lived it, and then I was given the opportunity to co-author that title, and my co-author and I uh, interviewed people from uh, around the world, actually, and uh, across the United States from all walks of life, and that book had a lot of anecdotes and exercises and um, ideas, you know, from interviewing people, but it was since 2009, as we talked about at the beginning, uh, that so many studies have come out. Yeah. So we really wanted to, uh, you know, we wanted to share the information about all these new studies. Mm. Well, I think you've done a great job. And again, the book is called The Grateful Life, The Secret to Happiness and the Science of Contentment. We're going to take a break. Come back more on gratitude, learning the great uh, science behind it right here on The Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. Welcome back. I'm Leanna Tan. This is The Matt Townsend Show. With Thanksgiving in just a couple of days, we're focusing on the true meaning of the holiday, and we're learning about gratitude today. In the last segment, Nina talked about the benefits of gratitude in our lives. She said, It's the one common denominator in almost every religion and culture. It's a value that pretty much everyone can agree on, and it really bonds people. She also said that it helps your health and your work productivity. I thought it was interesting when she talked about how when people at work receive a card of appreciation or support, it not only affects the receiver, but all the bystanders as well. Everyone is affected by good deeds and gratitude, and it's a huge motivator. She says that studies show that those small acts of gratitude improve productivity and collaboration in the workplace. What a simple, positive solution. So let's continue this interview where Nina talks about how we can work out our gratitude muscles every day. Talk to us a little bit about um, kind of the practice of gratitude and what do we do to get it into our lives to make it more of a habit? I mean, it sounds like certain times Thanksgiving seems like a time where we all tend to be grateful. 
But how do right. we make it more part of our life day to day? Right. Well, it's something that you really have to concentrate on. I mean, when I stray, grumbles return. So gratitude is like a muscle that you need to work out every day because it actually is easy to fixate on the negative. Yeah. Neuroscientists say that our brains have a negativity bias, mm. which is goes back. It's a self-protective characteristic from back in the days when we were scanning for threats, you know? Yeah. So we have to recognize uh, that about us and accept that and then work on breaking out of that negative feedback loop and, and, and actually work on rewiring our brains to think positively. So practicing gratitude is one of the easiest ways to do that because when you start, every time you think about, oh, you know, uh, uh, once again, I have to empty out the dishwasher, you know, mm -hmm. what a drag. But instead, you give thanks for the fact that you have a dishwasher. Mm -hmm. It totally changes your mindset. Well, and then you know? I'll, yeah, then it seems like you're, you can just be present and right. just be grateful for what you have instead of, uh, what exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it's something that you just, you just have to kind of, uh, at the time, catch yourself and then offer a grateful thought. Mm. And then I do that all day. Well, and, and, and I guess, like you said, that's a muscle. That's something that we, I could see. Yeah, I do it here and there. But mm -hmm. the more you do it, it seems like the more you're going to end up getting from it. In fact, one of the things you talk about is how it helps shape your purpose in life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, well, we have this one story in the book. Um, who, I, I love that story. I actually uh, knew, found out about him through my daughter who was attending San Diego State. And so uh, he is just a year older so he's still in his 20s. My daughter's only 23. Wow. And he was walking around campus and saw that he was starting to lose his sight. So he went to the doctor. He was misdiagnosed a few times. And then finally he was diagnosed with this genetic disease that caused him to lose his eyesight. Now, you know, we always think, like, what's one of the worst things that could happen? You know, yeah. I suddenly went blind. Well, this is a, a boy who actually gives thanks every day. I mean, he gives thanks for the obvious. Uh, whenever you talk to people who have gone through crises, they always give thanks for the people in their lives that are very supportive, and, and, and he does that as well. But what happened with him is that he had been a golfer, and then he joined this blind golfing tournament and uh, entered tournaments and he he is now believe it or not the national blind golfing champion wow yeah he, yeah. he does it with his father That's you know cool. so his father's with him on the course and the second thing is that he now gives talks inspirational talks to groups and so what he says is that I am actually so grateful that this happened because I was able to discover my purpose in life and also do the things that I love to do. I love to golf. I love to speak to groups of people. I mean, I get yeah, goosebumps I did talking too. about it because he just chooses to uh, look on the bright side. I, yeah. mean, I don't know how appropriate an analogy well, that is when we're... Well, yeah. No, seriously. But, but at least, but and, and to feel his way through life. It's, I almost see it like... Um, you know, you're driving down the freeway, and if you're paying attention to the signs, it makes it a lot easier to know where you're going and where you've been and where you are. If you're not mm -hmm. paying attention to the signs, you might just all of a sudden get surprised by one or miss one right. altogether. And it's almost like gratitude is just the practice of paying attention to the signs. And his blindness was telling him something. 
And then it, it actually led him to this whole new purpose of life. It led him to a new purpose, and it also illustrates that it's a choice. Mm, yeah. So everybody has a choice. We can choose to be miserable and unhappy and for the rest of our lives and uh, focus on material things, you know, that are ostensibly going to bring us happiness. Or we can choose to appreciate what we already have, and we can choose to be happy. Yeah. So it's, a, it's really a choice. No, I love that. And, I mean, it, it almost seems like it's... It just is such an easy fix, isn't it, for something that could give it you so much? It's really easy. Yeah. But it's something that, like we said, you have to exercise it and you have to do it. You really have to make a point of doing it. And uh, you can do it with your children. You can. It, it, it can completely transform relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, people are, are fixated on the fact that, oh, if only my significant other... Uh, did this, right. you know, he, he's blocking my happiness, or she's yeah. not making me happy, you know, I mean, if you, instead of looking at them through critical eyes, you know, just take time to look at them and think about all the things that you appreciate about mm-hmm. them. I have, a, a, I have an activity yeah. I do with my clients in one of the first meetings. I always send them home with an assignment to go identify three things a day each, that made you feel appreciated. So basically be grateful for three things that your partner did that made you feel more appreciated, more cared for, more cared for, more loved. And then um, I just have them write it on the chart. And if they want, they can talk about it. But if not, you can just see what your partner is writing. Three a day, I ask them not to repeat if they can't, if they don't have to. Mm-hmm. And then, so they're entering 21 things a week. go deeper yeah. when they can't repeat. That's right. Oh. And it forces them to have the eyes to see more. And I never thought of that as just kind of a gratitude activity. But I've seen single-handedly just identifying three things that are working. I've seen it change marriages. One, yeah, I mean, well, seriously, yeah, save marriages. Is exactly what I'm talking about. That is exactly what I'm talking about. You know, I mean, it works really well if you have a difficult teenager, because, you know, you tend to look at a teenager critically, like, why is she wearing yeah. her hair that way? Right. Or, you know, why is she, why is she watching TV instead of doing her homework? So, you know, uh, child psychologists will tell you just to take a step back and just, yeah. just look at your child, like all the things, you know, just from the eyes of the way you marveled at her when she was a newborn, you know, oh, look at the shine of her hair mm-hmm. or the, the beautiful, her beautiful hands or beautiful eyes and just marvel at your child and then you can just start fresh. Do you Do you know much about the chemistry of all of this? I mean, it seems like... Your feelings change. Your chemistry shifts. You know, it's like your pH balance gets better. Yeah, well, there's a direct direct connection between feeling grateful and, uh, and, you know, the hormones and all of the... um, yeah, it, it, there's totally the the it it brings out the same um, endorphins yeah. in your brain, you know. Oh man, the, the same ones scientists have found the, the ones that reduce stress. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, so that's why it really can inoculate. Maybe not inoculate, but it can improve and get rid of some of the pain around your trials. And yet, it it also, I mean, so it really is a tool you'll be able to use. Not just when everything's rosy and perfect, but if you can go find the little pieces of sunlight in the most difficult times, it'll also benefit you. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, in our books, we've uh, included interviews with people who have experienced some of the worst of what life can throw at you, losing a child, you know, getting a diagnosis of cancer, losing your house. Yet many of those people say that they're now happy. So, mm. And what they said is that gratitude was their lifeline. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's amazing when they gave thanks for those people who helped them get through it and rebuild their lives. They found that their lives improved. And actually, I have research, we have research in the book from uh, BYU that uh, found that people have strong ties to family, friends, or coworkers have a 50% lower risk of dying. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, over a given period than those with fewer social skills. And as we were just describing earlier, one of the best ways, uh, one of the best tools to enhance your connectivity to others is to give thanks for yeah. the role that that person plays in your life. So, Because tell me, who won't hear that? Who won't? Okay, tell me some more how great I am. I mean, yeah. everyone wants to hear that, right? So the more, the more <laughs> yeah. you share that, the more you do that, you're going to have people that, that like you. You're going to endear people to you, it seems like. Right, yeah. So, yeah, in the workplace, uh, you know, it helps to build communication and collaboration as, with relationships. It yeah. Help, it helps marriages, everything. Well, let's yeah. do this. Let's take a break. More with Nina Lisowitz when we come back. This is The Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're talking about the heart of Thanksgiving today, and that is gratitude. It's not just about the pumpkin pie or football or turkey. It's about remembering all that we have in our lives, all the people and events that helped us get to where we are, and all of the possibilities for our future. You know, the other day, my husband and I were at the dinner table, and he asked me an interesting question. He said, we always say a duck says quack or a cow says moo. But have you ever wondered what noise animals would say we make if we could talk? And we came up with some silly things, but I've been thinking about that a lot lately. If an animal or a baby or anyone were to copy the noises you make to say, this is what humans sound like, what would it sound like? Would it sound like a bunch of groans and complaining or shouts of anger and frustration? Or would it be pleasant sounds of positivity and gratitude? If animals could talk, would they say that humans say, thank you? Huh. How can we live a life of gratitude where that would be the case? Where the world around us would think that the duck goes quack, the cow goes moo, and the human goes thank you. Well, in this last part of the interview, Dr. Lisowitz is going to give us a few more tips on how we can incorporate gratitude more fully into our lives and become those thankful creatures. This time of year is, it seems like a really great time to maybe break out a new habit of gratitude. What are some more things we should be doing to be grateful? Yeah, well, um, during the holiday season, it seems that people are focused on what they're going to get, and uh, and there's just so much pressure to buy and buy and buy. Yeah. But, you know, keep in mind that materialistic 
people tend to be dissatisfied with their lives. I mean, studies show that they are, have lower self-esteem, they're less integrated in their community, find less meaning in life. So that's um, something you, you don't want your children, obviously, to, right. um, you know, you want to um, teach your children to focus on what they're grateful for. So one, a really great way to do that is to, um, sorry about that, is a really great way to do that is to uh, volunteer. So yeah. there's a direct correlation between gratitude and or altruism, which is fascinating. Well, that's interesting. And it makes sense. And also, you know, I mean, I, I even came across a study that um, there is a linear relationship between praying for the poor and increased gratitude. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it just it, the graph goes directly up. So, uh, I mean, that happens probably in all likelihood because yeah. when you pray for somebody who has less than you it you, it reminds you of how much tougher your life could be yeah. so you know one exercise is to do you know the movie that everybody watches every holiday season it's a wonderful life you bet you bet yeah so you can do that exercises reflect on what your life would be like without certain blessings mm-hmm. you know without somebody in in your life so you know it's kind of a takeaway exercise and like scrooge we we need the ghost of christmas past and present and future if we could see how much worse it could get or how bad it really was or how much better it could be i mean sometimes just a little reflection past present and future could set us right. up for a big, a big understanding and insight as well. Right, absolutely, and you know, and so that. So we were just talking about the Christmas holiday, but also New Year's. It, it, it's really um, amazing because if you look at the top resolutions that Americans make every single year, yeah. the same ones over and oh, over yeah. and over again, right? right the typical right. ones are exercise more. You know, manage stress better, sleep better, stay more connected to loved ones. Well, guess what? All of those benefits accrue from a gratitude practice. Hmm. So all you really need to do this New Year's is to simply resolve to give thanks and start some gratitude practices like a gratitude journal, and uh, some of these wonderful things will happen. Because under normal circumstances, only 8% of people actually carry out their New Year's resolutions. Oh, yeah. Oh, I believe it. And I mean, I just see in my own life, and maybe it makes me more grateful, but um, I see so many other people with really traumatic lives, hard stuff Mm -hmm. going on. And um, it's just powerful to know that you you don't have to just have bad things happen in order to know great gratitude. You could also yeah, oh, just absolutely you know, yes yes think I mean, it through. Um, I mean, I've been through some hard experiences, but you don't have exactly. That's exactly true. You don't have to have had your house burned down in order to appreciate the fact that you have a roof over your head. You know, I mean, we learn from people who have been through hard times, and we learn. Look, we learn from people who are on their deathbed. Yeah. You know, do they say, "Oh, I wish I had uh, attended more meetings"? No. 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 That's one of the things I think that's great about this book. It's it's you've kind of written it so 
None of the chapters seem longer than about five pages, and the book's a little smaller than normal, like a, a regular-sized book. But mm-hmm. it's it's an easy read with stories and research and, and very practical ideas and practices. You've even included great gratitude practices in there. I mean, it's simply just remembering, isn't it? We just have to figure out a way to do this long enough to make it a habit. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I do it every day throughout the day, and that's what I recommend. Like, uh, another exercise is simply just when you go on a walk, instead of thinking about your to-do list. I mean, think about that. We're always in the car, wherever we are, we're always... In the, uh, the thinking into the future, I need to do this, I need to do that, uh, this has to happen. And instead, if you just focus on how good the breeze feels on your skin or how beautiful the leaves look rustling in the trees, yeah. I mean, it helps you to be in the here and now. And uh, so that gratitude is also a, a great tool mm-hmm. for helping you to just be here now. It's... Um, it, it... I can just think of people saying, oh, you know, I would love to, but I am just too spent. And I sit there and you get into this concept that gratitude breeds success and then your success could breed more gratitude. Just maybe walk Mm -hmm. us through that cycle a little bit because it seems like it would actually refresh your lost energy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And also, we'll see, what I love about it is that it is so simple. It's not something, we're not asking these people who are working and raising children to go and join an organization to meditate for five hours a day. You know, it's just, it's simply just something that you train your mind to do. It's very, very simple. And absolutely, we have interviewed numerous people that found that once they really started looking at life through an attitude of gratitude, they started, uh, things started uh, coming to them. And I mean, Sarah Van Brechtnath, the author of Simple Abundance, Mm -hmm. says, you simply will not be the same person two months from now after consciously giving thanks each day for the abundance that exists in your life. And you will have set in motion an ancient spiritual law. The more you have and are grateful for, the more will be given you. And I think you can find quotes like that from many, many wise people throughout history. And it's just it makes sense. It's, uh, more will be given to you. It's, it's what is abundance? I mean, there are people who are happy that have nothing, that live in sure. third world countries, and they actually uh, feel a deep sense of uh, satisfaction and happiness just from giving away what little that they have. See, that's, I guess uh, that's it, because we always think of abundance as tangible and things, and maybe the key to this, and a lot of the great wisdom thinkers of the world were more about giving away your stuff, you know, the need to have less, and and, right. and instead, the, so you lose it in order to find yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, gratitude's I mean, a way that, of losing you know, it. That four-bedroom house uh, and the white picket fence is, is not the American oh, dream if no. the people that are living in it aren't happy. That's right. Right. And the, the 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 quickest and easiest way to become happy is to appreciate what you have. That's right. Yeah. Count your blessings, huh? 
Count your blessings. Exactly. Hey, Nina, give exactly. us, uh, we always like to kind of wrap up with just what we would kind of call the one thing. So if there was one thing we should do or focus on or remember because of your interview, what would you say is that one thing that makes the biggest difference when it comes to gratitude? Well, let's see. You know, it's said that it's impossible to be grateful and unhappy or in fear at the same time. So Mm -hmm. when you start to feel negativity or anger or disappointment or just just general, I mean, I, I oftentimes get irritated or annoyed, then you just think about what you're grateful for, and you'll feel all that that negative energy just begin to dissipate. Yeah. It will just put you in a completely different mindset and energy level. It really works. Oh, it does. It really does work. And 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 it and it and it doesn't just work, it works to make you work better. It makes you better. It heals you. Mhm. Heals you and you'll live longer. Yeah. No, it's great. <laughs> and it, yeah, you'll heal faster. Everything. There's yeah. just so many benefits. Well, we appreciate you and uh, the great work you've, you've done on the book. And also, hey, tell Mary Beth Salmons as well. You guys, I you, will. You got to keep it up. Keep it up. Keep putting Thank out these books so, so we can learn. Uh, appreciate great. you. Again, everybody, go to the website, thegratefullifebook.com. You can go buy the book, I'm sure, anywhere. The Grateful Life. The Secret to Happiness and the Science of Contentment. We'll take a break. More after this break right here on the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. We're back with the rest of today's Matt Townsend episode. We just finished up an interview with Nina Lisowitz all about how we can be more grateful. She said that there is a linear relationship between praying for the poor and increased gratitude. When you think about your blessings and what you have versus what you lack, your perspective and your mood changes. I love this idea of abundance that she and Matt talked about. What does abundance even mean? Maybe it's not tangible material things or a quantity of stuff. Maybe abundance is the act of giving rather than having. What an interesting perspective. Nina said that there is a correlation between gratitude and altruism. And isn't that true? Aren't you a little more drawn to help and to be around those people who give you appreciation and actually notice the things that you do? Well, Now that we know how to be more grateful, I want to finish off today by introducing you to someone who has put gratitude into practice in a very ambitious way. What if you could raise the world's level of gratitude by 1%? You, one single person. Is it possible? What effect does being grateful really have on the world? Does it even matter? Well, one man shows us that it makes a world of a difference, and one person can change the world's level of positivity and appreciation one small deed at a time. We're going to listen to a portion of an interview with John Israel, who challenged himself to write five thank you cards a day for 365 days. What on earth started this? What made you think, I need to start writing thank you notes? (laughs) Yeah. 
because uh, like you acknowledge, it's, it's a bit of a cumbersome thing for a lot of people just sitting down and writing thank you notes. So it stemmed back from this experience I had uh, about 10 years ago when I was, uh, I was in my early 20s, and I was going through a lot of personal growth and, and just really you know, going to that next stage of my life. And I was at this point where um, I was driving my, my then-girlfriend, now wife, to the airport at 5.30 in the morning, and which is obviously a very exciting task, right? <laughs> right. And nor- normally you're upset and annoyed, but because of all the growth that I've been going through, I was just really present. For some reason, I was just present to a lot of gratitude for my life and everything that was going on in it. And I just had this sense of, and I just need to tell people like how much I appreciate them and their contribution in my life, especially mostly like the leaders, the uh, mentors I've had in my life, teachers in the past. And I spent about three hours just writing you know, thank you notes and emails and sending them out to these people. And just that experience of expressing gratitude, not just like writing it in a journal for myself, but physically doing it as an expression for other people hmm. was, was really uh, pretty life-changing in that moment. And I remember writing them was amazing, but when I started getting feedback from everybody, it, it was just, it like multiplied the effect. And I remember distinctly feeling if I could feel like this every day, I would just die happy. I mean, that that is the life to live. So uh, fast forward 10 years in my business right now. So by trade, I am a gift salesman. So I work for Cutco Closing Gifts. And basically what I do is I sell gifts for a living to to realtors, loan officers. They give away to their clients as a thank you. Hmm. And I made this mission at the beginning of the year that we want to have a big mission with our, our life and our our businesses. So I made this mission that who I am is I'm committed to elevating the level of gratitude on the planet. Wow. So not just like I'm not just, I write, I sell gifts to people, but I wanted to have a bigger mission that for me would really drive me. So I did that. It was great. Business went well for a, for a year. And then I remember uh, distinctly having this experience of, you know, if people were to, to ask uh, about John Israel, like, what do you know about John Israel? They might say some nice things, but I don't think the word gratitude would really be a word that comes up. So I thought, how can I embody the actual gratitude, my mission to elevate the level of gratitude on the planet, myself, personally? And I just went back to that experience of writing thank you cards, and I was like, what would be a cool challenge for me? Because I'm all about daily habits. Mm-hmm. So I thought about what would be a habit I could have every day that would inspire me to stay in that grateful state? And so I thought, what if I committed to writing thank you notes every day? Mm. And uh, that, that's kind of how it started. And then there's some other things that how we narrow down to five a day and other stuff like that. But that's really how it began. How, how long does each note on average take you to write? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, each note, I, I don't know distinctly on the per note, but on a daily basis, it takes me about an hour and a half. Does it really? I mean, because you probably have to track some people down. I know some of the notes... Uh, it it would be notes that you wanted to thank people that made an impact in your life, past teachers. You probably had to track them down. Yeah, it's uh, that that is probably one of the hardest parts is, is getting people's address. I still have about uh, you know a hundred cards or so that are unclaimed at this point, so I still need to get those out. That is amazing. I mean, it, it really uh, you can feel the spirit of it, John, and and what. You, you know your goals behind it, your your intent behind it. Talk about some of the the notes that have meant the most to you, and and have you heard back from people? Yeah. <clears throat> so on day three, so this started in on, on October tenth, uh, and 
2016. So I remember distinctly day three, I was flying uh, from California to Philadelphia for a dad's retreat with some entrepreneurial fathers that I know and I'm in a network with. And, and we, I wanted to make that, it was day three, so I was on a, I was on a lot of flights. I had two flights going from L.A. to, to Philly. So I was like, you know, when I'm on a plane, before I take off, I always pray for safe travel. Hmm. Right? That's the first, I, I'm a father. I have two young boys, wife. I want to make sure I come home safe. So I also realized I never talked to the pilots, but really they're responsible for that. I thought, wow, what an interesting job. You know, you're a pilot. You never talk to these passengers you see. You're flying them all around the country for important, distinct reasons, and you don't ever know why. Yeah. So I said, I said you know, today I'm going to write my cards to the pilots on my plane. So I, uh, I, when I got on the plane, there's two legs. So I had four pilots to write cards to for the day. So when I get on the plane, I asked the stewardess uh, for... Uh, the or the flight attendant for uh, the names of the pilots, which, by the way, is kind of an, a weird thing. They're like, yeah, the names like of the why? Pilots. What are so, you going to do? <laughs> right. Yeah. So so I did tell her, I'm like, okay, I'm writing. I write thank you notes to the pilots. And she's like, oh, that's so nice of you. Here's their names. So I got their names and I sit down. And, and how do you write a thank you card to somebody that you don't know? Right. That's, that's, the, that's the interesting challenge that I come up with often. So I try to think of what is their life like? What, what do I not know about pilots that might be true? So what I do know is that they, they fly us all around, the, all, all around the world every single week, literally thousands of people, safely, and that's their job. It's not like they're a bus driver. Like, they literally, well, I guess bus drivers, too, but they, they, have, a, they hold, have people's lives in the palm of their hand. So I just acknowledge, like, what it's like to be a pilot and thanking them for flying us all around the country. And I also realized they had crazy hours. So I made note of, you know, you're probably missing a lot of family events, really, just to make sure we get to see our families. And, you know, you have hundreds of hours you've been uh, through flight school just to do what you do. And I just want to say thank you because I don't know how often you receive it, but I just want you to know from me on behalf of everybody on the plane, we appreciate all that you do. Oh, that's cool. So that is I so cool. And, and, but, you're so thinking, but, but it impacts you, doesn't it? Not to inter- interrupt, John, but it impacts you because you're starting to actually probably take, you know, you're starting, starting to have compassion uh, for these pilots and actually care. Yeah, that, that that is a when you when there's when you talk about the impact, like how is that how has this impacted my life individually? That would probably be the word. You just create this deep sense of compassion and empathy for who people are and really what they go through. Because part of the challenge is really to pause and to to look at an individual and find like what's beautiful about them, what you can't, what's great about this individual. You, you essentially become a good finder. Hmm. So as a habit in life, just if that was a daily habit, I mean, how would that change your life? So, and that's that's what uh, kind of led me on this journey. Is there's this great book called um, the uh, what's it called the Habit Factor, or uh, I forgot what it's called. But they they talk, he talks about keystone habits, and keystone habits are habits in your life that affect the way that your life goes. And so. When I thought about what would be a habit that would affect other areas of my life, writing thank you cards, it, when you have the habit of finding the beauty and the joy of every day and as an, to the individuals, but not just noticing it, but as an expression and letting people know that, it's totally transformative in how you feel and also how you act throughout the day. Mm. And, so, uh, yeah, um, you've become the good finder, and so – 
that probably, I guess, I mean, the, in positive psychology, that says you're you're looking for the good. When you look for the good, you find the good. When you find the good, you now have a habit of being appreciative. Yeah, and so here's what happened with the pilots. So I write the notes, and I get off the plane, and I hand it to the pilots. And they're always a little startled. They're like, oh, okay, thanks. They have no idea if it's like a tip or what's <laughs> right. So uh, I, now I have specific thank you cards for my business that have like my name and my contact info, and that's all I had at the time. So that's what I, I that's what I wrote their their card on. Within 24 hours, Matt, three out of the four pilots personally emailed me to thank me for the card they received. Wow! And one of them said, "In my 12 years as a pilot, I've never received a thank you card." Mm. And so to me, hearing that, I was I saw that the world is really hurting for appreciation. Yeah. That that's just one job. How many people out there have jobs in the service industry where they're really there to serve people? Almost all of us are. But when we don't hear that feedback, it can become this mindless like, well, okay, we'll just we're doing our job. But when you acknowledge and notice what someone's doing, you, you bring a sense of purpose to their day. Yeah. How do they go into that task the next time they do it? They bring a little different flavor to it, some passion, some, some care, because they know people are watching. And that's one of the big impacts that I've seen. That is amazing. And again, a, a, and a, a job, a profession where you could die if they don't do it right. And in 12 years, no one has ever written that pilot a thank you note. That's, that's amazing. I mean, but I guess that shows you the power of just a little positive feedback. And, and three of the four track you down. And interestingly, you created a human connection. You really are – uh, back to your earlier goal, you're, you are elevating gratitude. Yeah, and the, uh, um, one more story that <clears throat> actually, Matt, came on the same day. It was day three. Was uh, So I, I made it to Philadelphia, and we started the evening session with all the guys, and we have this great time, and we decide to go to a restaurant. And this, a lot of us, this was our first time meeting, so we wanted to get to know each other and be in fellowship. So we all sit together at this restaurant, and... About 35 of us walk into this really quiet restaurant, and you can just see, like, the one waitress who is like, I've now got 35 rowdy dudes that I need to <laughs> serve here. And you could just see that she was annoyed. But she sucked it up, and she served us wonderfully. She was excellent. She got all of her orders right. And we were with them until basically they closed the restaurant because we were all just having a great time talking. So when I thought about it, I was like, she is number five. She's going to get my fifth card for the day. So I got her name, and I, I start writing her card. And what I said was, uh, Teresa, I wanted to say thank you. Uh, we are actually a group of entrepreneurial fathers who are here on a retreat to learn how to become better dads for our family. This is our first evening getting together in fellowship, and it was really important. And I just wanted you to know you served us extraordinarily well. Mm. We had a wonderful evening. And this is really capping off the first day of a wonderful event. So I don't know how often you hear it, but I just want to say thank you for the amazing job that you did. Wow. So I write this note, and she's, it's, it's the end of the evening. She's doing her tips and that whole thing with her receipts in the corner. So I walk up to her, and I hand her the card. Again, she's a little startled. She's like, okay, thanks. 
And then as I'm leaving, I realize, man, I got to go to the bathroom. So I take a U-turn, go to the bathroom, and it's in a different part of the restaurant. So as I'm coming out, she's just standing there in front of the bathroom <laughs> with her head, her head cocked to the side with this really perky little smile. She literally runs at me, kicks me up, gives me the biggest hug I've ever had, and said, that is the best tip I've ever been given. Oh, my heavens. And, and so to me, it was just, that was day three, Matt. That was day three. So this is hard, by the way. This is a really, really difficult challenge. That's the nature of a challenge, right? Yeah. It's stretchy. It's going to make it it's difficult. Having that feedback with her, and then, with, again, within 24 hours, having those pilots, I was like, I have to do this. There's no way I can't not do this. The world needs this. And that's huge. That's that's uh, that's what's inspired me to keep going every day. That's amazing, John. John Israel, we're speaking with. He uh, is on currently day two hundred and eighty four of his three hundred and sixty five day challenge. Wow, what an incredible way to change the world! And how inspiring that John just took the initiative to put his time to good use, and really took responsibility to lift his sphere of influence wherever he went. I love this story. I've always thought that thank you cards are such a great investment. I have a friend who tries to always keep a box of them in her car and writes thank you notes to random people when she you know, feels gratitude. And since I heard that, I've always invested in thank you cards and made sure that I have some on hand because you never can be too grateful. I don't think those cards are ever going to go to waste. You know, I don't really consider myself to be a pack rat and I don't love keeping unnecessary things. But there is one thing that I hoard. I have a box of all of these little papers that to any passerby would look like just a bunch of junk that I should just throw in the shutter. But I've actually kept every thank you note and nice note I've ever received. I know it sounds crazy, but that is a real treasure to me. And and those notes are worth more to me than having a big case of a bunch of trophies or a wall of awards. And I really know what John was referring to when he said that being grateful and writing down your appreciation transforms the way you think and feel. Because for the last couple of months, I've actually been writing thank you cards for my wedding. But I really wanted to write a heartfelt note to every person. And I thought, how often do I take the opportunity to sit down and thank these people who have supported me growing up and truly touched my life? I don't know if there would be a ton of other opportunities I would take to do this. So... I took that opportunity to write down my deep appreciation for them in my life and let them know how they've touched me before thanking them for their gifts. And it has taken a long time and a lot of thought, and some say probably more effort than I should put into wedding thank you notes, but it has been such a great experience. I have written over 100 cards now, and reflecting on my gratitude for each of those 100-plus individuals in my life every day has been really therapeutic. I'm, I'm not done yet. But I'm looking forward to it because it's put a lot more positivity into my life. So this Thanksgiving season, why don't we all take those opportunities? Don't worry so much on perfecting your family recipe that you forget that this is a time we've set aside to be grateful for our blessings. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode, everyone. Enjoy your Thanksgiving season. I'm Leanna Tan, bringing you the best tidbits to help you live healthier, happier lives. Join me again next time for another episode of Matt Townsend.